Hi everyone, my name is Liana and I'm here for the third episode of this podcast called Feminism, the story of the, of the fight of the feminism. So this time the podcast will be a little bit short than the other ones, but it's because I am going to talk about the 20th century until now. So, this, this is podcast will start by the end of the 20th century. In Europe, an American feminism had begun to interact with the nascent feminist movement of Asia, Africa, and Latin America. As this happened, women in development countries, especially intellectuals, were horrified to discover that women in some countries were required to wear veils in public and to endure forced marriage, female infanticide, with a burning of female genital cutting, and many Western feminists soon perceived themselves as savers of third-world women little realizing that the perceptions of and solutions to social problems were often at odds with the real lives and concerns of women in these regions. In many parts of Africa, for example, the status of women had become to erode significantly only with the arrival of Europe colonialism. In those regions, Then, the notion that patriarchy was the chief problem, rather than European imperialism, seemed absurd. The conflicts between women in development and developing nations played out most vividly at international conferences. After the 1980 World Conferences of the United Nations, dedicated for women's equality, development, and peace. In comprehending, women from less development nations completed the bill and FGC that I call female genetical cutting had been chosen as conferring priorities without consulting the woman most concerned. It seemed that their counterparts in the West were not listening to them. And during the 1994 International Conference on Population and Development in Cairo, women from the Third World protested outside because they believed the agenda had been hijacked by Europeans and Americans. The protesters had accepted to talk about ways that underdevelopment was holding women back. Instead, conference organizers choose to focus on contraception and abortion. The third world woman noted that they couldn't very well worry about other matters when their children were dying from thirst, hunger, or war, wrote Asiba Al-Hibri. Allow professors and scholars of Muslims, Muslim women's rights.
the conference instead centered around reducing the number of thermal babies in order to preserve the Earth's resource despite or it is because of the fact that the first world consumes much of these resources. In Beijing, at the Fourth World Conference on Women in 1995, Third World Women Against Citrus Depravity, American and Europe, women put on reporting rights, language, and issues of discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. Under this interesting platform proposal that was most important to less development nations, that of restricting, restructuring international debt. Still, the close of this 20th century saw women around the world advancing their interests, although often then in fit and stirs. Feminism was celebrated in our countries such as Afghanistan, where established directionality and anti-feminism Taliban banned even the education of girls. Elsewhere, however, feminism achieved significant gains for women, as in the eradical of FGC in many African countries or governments' efforts to end widow burning in India. More generally, and especially in the West, feminism had influenced every aspect of contemporary life, communication, and debate, from the high chant concert over sexist language to the rise of academic fields such as women's studies and ecofeminism. Sports, divorce laws, sexual mores, organized religion all had been affected in many parts of the world by feminism. And now, we are we talking about the third way of the feminist, the last one that I will talk about. It. And in the third way of the feminist emerged in the mid of the 1990s. It was led by so-called generation shirts who, born in the 1960s and 70s in the developing world, came of age in media trade and culturally economically diverse milieu. Also, the benefit significantly from the legal rights and protections that had been obtained by first and second wave feminists. They also critiqued the positions as what they felt was unfinished work of second wave feminism. The third wave was made possibly by degraded economic and professional world power and status achieved by women of the second wave, the massive expansion in opportunities for this decimation of ideas created by the information revolution of the late 20th century, and the coming of the age generation X scholars and activists. Some early adherents of the new approach were literally towers of the second wave. Third Wave Direct Action Corporation, organized in 1982, became in 1987 the Third Wave Foundation, dedicated to supporting groups and individuals working towards gender, racial, economic, and social justice. Both were founded by, among others, Rebecca Walker, 
the diary of the novelist and second waiver Alice Walker, Jennifer Baumander, and Amy Richards, authors of the manifesta Young Woman, Feminism, and the Future, in the 200s, were born. Were both born in 1970 and raised by second waivers who had belonged to organized feminism groups, questioned the sexual division of labor in the households, and raised their daughters to be safe aware, empowered, articulate, high-achievement women. These women and others like them grew up with expectations of achievements and examples of men's success as well as unawares of the barriers present by sexism, racism, and classism. They closed to battle such obstacles by inverting sex sexist, racist, and classist symbols, fighting patriarchy with iron, answering violence with stories of survival, and combating continued explosions with transports, activism, and racial diplomacy. Democracy, sorry. Rather than becoming part of the machine, third waivers began both sovereign and revolting the machine itself. Influenced by the postmodernist modern movement in the academic, third wave feminists sought to question, reclaim, and refine ideas, words, and media that have transmitted ideas about womanhood, gender, beauty, sexuality, femininity, and masculinity, among other things. There was a decided shift in perception of gender with the notion that there are some characteristics that are strictly male and others are strictly female, giving way to the concept of a gender continuum. From this perspective, a person is seen as possessing, expressing and expressing the full range of traits that had previously been associated with one gender or the other. For this third wave feminism, there before sexual liberation, a major goal of second wave feminism was expanded to mean a process of first becoming conscious of the ways one's gender identity and sexuality have been shaped by society and the international construction and becoming free to express one's authentic gender identity. And the third wave was much more inclusive of women and girls of color than the first of her second waves had been. In reaction and opposition to stereotypical image of women as passive, weak, virginal, and faithful, or alternatively as dominating, demanding, slutty, and emasculating, the third wave refining women and girls as assertive, powerful, and in control of their own sexuality. In popular cultures, cultures are included. In popular culture, this redefinition gave rise to icons of powerful women that included singers Madonna, Queen Latifah, and Mary G. Blige, among others, and the women that spiked in television series such as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sex and the City, and Girlfriends.
Media, programming for children increasing the decade smarts independent girls and women in lead roles, including Disney heroines such as Mulan and Helen Parr and her daughter, Violet, and television characters such as Dora, Carly and Sam, and Sims Street's first female lead, Abby Cadaby, who devoted in 206 the sassy self-expression of girl power mechanism also proved popular. Predictably, third waves, third waves faced critics. Even as the third wave found its voice, some writers were declaring themselves post-feminism and arguing that the movement had delivered beyond its usefulness. Meanwhile, Established feminism of the early generation argued that the issues had not really changed and that the younger women were not adding anything of substance. By about 200, some writers from inside and outside the movement rushed to declare that the world wave had broken. In addition, questions of sexual and behavior rise with debate on whether such things as regulating clothing, designing labels, Stiletto heels and amateur pole dancing represent true sexual liberation and gender equality of all oppression in disguise. As with any other social or political movement, fissures and dis disagreements were present in each wave of feminism. Feminism, sorry, sorry. The third wave, to an extent almost unima unimaginable the members of the first and second waves before it was plural and multifaceted, comprising people of many gender, ethnic and class identities, experience and interests, such as its really strange multivocally was attacked by some as its really weakness. And of course, the fourth wave of the feminism Also, debate by some many claim that the fourth wave began about 2012 with a focus on sexual harassment, body shaming, and rape culture, among other issues. A key component was the use of social media to highlight and address these concerns. The new wave arose amid a number of high profile incidents. In December 2012, a young woman was brutally gained rape in India and subsequently died, subsequently died, sparking local protests and international outrage. That was followed two years later by the Great campaign of feminization of the so-called men's right movement that had its reading of the website 4chan. The later were often women who object to female stereotypes in video games and were subsequently, subsequently inundated with death threats and rape threats. And again, this background came with Donald Trump's defeat of Hillary Clinton in the US presidential election in 2016. Trump had, had been had made a number of inflammatory remarks about women on the day after election and 
A grandmother went on Facebook to propose a march on Washington, D.C. The suggestion quickly gained traction and became to a call for social challenge, for social change challenge, especially in general to gender equality, known as Women's March. It's grew to include demonstrations across the United States and around the world. The protest took place on January 21 of 2017, the day after Donald Trump's inauguration and as many as 4.6 million people attended the various events in the United States, making the Women's Mark March for Hapes the largest single-day demonstration in that country's history. Arguably, even more significant was Meet the Me Too movement, which was launched in 2006 in the United States to assist survivors of sexual violence, especially females of color. The campaign gained widespread attention beginning in 2017, after it was revealed that film mogul Harvey Weinstein had to had four years sexually harassed and assaulted woman in the industry with impunity. Victims of sexual harassment or assault around the world and all of ethnicities began sharing their experience on social media using the hashtag MeToo. Development grew over the coming months to bring condemnation to dozens of powerful men in politics, business, entertainment, and the news media. Nowadays, I think all the women, we are only fighting for we respect because we are dying all and it's very sad to think to know about all the things that happened because men are like sexting our body our and they make us feel bad about what we use or what don't we don't use for example uh, something that is truly sad is that the clothes you use it doesn't make you feel like comfortable any any of the clothes you have like pants or jeans anything like that it makes people all the men so it's very sad and we are fighting all about that things are little but very serious and dangerous things about to think so maybe if you're a man listening all these things please be respectful and I think you have values so please apply it in women and don't make it make scary about what you say or what you do and this will be all for this podcast so thank you and have a nice day week weekend and Goodbye.